carry on and plan the sequel. Because let's face it, baby, these days, you gotta have a sequel. And welcome back to Micro Queers. It's your once monthly queer horror short roundup. And I'm Joe. <laughs> and I'm Trace. And everyone, we are discussing Heather Harris's Crush, a short film involving a couple and, um, well, some suicidal tendencies. Indeed, yeah. Content warning for those who haven't seen the short. Uh, this is basically all about suicide. So wade in considering your own mental health. Very, very much so. Um, yeah, I mean, it is about suicide. <laughs> so Literally. It, the whole short. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, why don't you take us through this log line here, Joe? All right. So when former writer Grayson, played by Kat Faraway, is contacted by the Suicide Survivors Association to write a speech, she uses the opportunity to move beyond her painful past. However, as she becomes consumed by her writing, she discovers a new, darker side to her girlfriend Grace, played by Paige Herschel, and ultimately herself. So yeah, I mean, this is a, what about a 14 minute short, Joe, and mm -hmm. I will confess. So I think that this movie is shot pretty well. I think the acting yes. is pretty good. Uh, yeah, most for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. It, it didn't blow me away, but it was fine. Um, I will confess, uh, I am a little, uh, oh God, I'm, I'm trying to be nice here, but a little tired of these kind of, um, these narratives where we don't know if our protagonist is uh, is uh, in the right, well, I guess in this case, we kind of know she's not in the right frame of mind. Mm -hmm. But we're like, oh, she's seeing things, she's not seeing things, um, there's probably a twist where someone in their life isn't actually there. Right. I, I don't know. I, I Yes. <laughs> 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 took the long way to get around to it but yeah i feel similarly this idea of the unreliable protagonist who mm -hmm. yes is seeing visions in this case it's absolutely you can see it coming a mile away that the girlfriend is not a real person or you you wonder you know she's not there half the time that's the kind of idea yeah, I mean, it's interesting because uh, the film doesn't go out of its way to really explain what she what she represents or what she is. It leaves it up to you, the viewer, which I think is it's interesting. You know, I looked through some of the comments in this video and, you know, some were like, I bet she was the paramedic that revived her that revived her when she tried to die by suicide. Um, right. I would argue, though, since we have a Grayson and a Grace, that this is more mm -hmm. of a part of her mental state of mind. Yes, yeah. So like you, I wasn't 100% on board with this one the first time I watched it. And then when I rewatched it for this recording, I did note that someone says in the comments, this feels like Grace. So this is the girlfriend is a manifestation of Grayson's mm -hmm. as in the main characters survival strategy. So she needed a girlfriend who would motivate her who would encourage her who would love her when she was recovering from her suicide attempt. But then when she starts to spiral, that same manifestation is now feeding into her darker impulses is pushing her to revisit those thoughts of suicide and so on. And I thought that that makes the short a little bit more interesting than what it may conventionally look like on initial watches i agree but then like uh i want to say about two-thirds of the way through it we get the shining homage where you know she's just written the same thing over and over and over and over in her notebook mm -hmm. and i was like pulled out of it a little bit right because i was like oh well you're just doing the shining like <laughs> okay mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's the biggest issue at the end of the day is that there just isn't enough here that feels distinct or new. Like we've seen this storyline before. As we said, the acting is okay. I find it gets a little bit melodramatic when the women start to fight or when they start to get catty yeah. with each other. But you're, it looks great. It's well shot. You know, it's hitting all of these familiar points. And yet, because it's not doing enough new, I just felt like, okay, well, I've seen this before. And it honestly feels like we've seen a lot of this recently. Yes. And granted, now let's hone in on the time period, right? Because you're saying recently, and this was uploaded to YouTube in September of 2020. Did it actually get made before that? So this is tricky with Alter because Alter usually picks up shorts after they've done a festival run. So I didn't double check, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's probably a year or two older than that. Got it. So, I mean, that makes maybe a little bit more sense for me. Uh, And, you know, we are dealing with a queer horror short, which is something Mm -hmm. that we are seeing a lot more of nowadays. Yes. But, you know, I mean, if, if anyone saw the movie Hypochondriac earlier this year and listened to our episode on it, you'll see that I also had similar complaints where it's kind of like, oh, like, you know, we're getting this same kind of story but gay and right. i would argue that hypochondriac maybe it's a little bit better because a it has more runtime to deal with but it deals with the gay part of it more whereas this right. is more she happens to be gay yeah i definitely feel like we're still in that kind of like weird tension filled moment where we're not exactly sure what kind of queer representation is going to be the most satisfying like on one hand we could praise this short for saying she just happens to be queer right like this could easily be a man in her life but it's not it's a woman i think for the purposes of the short it makes more sense if we do think of grace as a manifestation of herself right it's like oh okay well i project a similar gendered version to myself but then there's the other half where it's like well but if you're gonna make her have a girlfriend because she has either bi or lesbian inclinations do something a little bit more with that like i think this is definitely a challenge with a short runtime is that at the end of the day their relationship isn't really the central part of this short like that's not the defining aspect of the narrative but it does leave us wanting as a result well it's also because i mean like there is no relationship so this like i was thinking even at first oh maybe this is a girlfriend that died which put this put her into a depression which led her on her path to suicide (laughs) like let me fill in this backstory i'm just gonna imagine spitball for a little bit but as soon as she calls the mom and the mom's like who's grace honey and it's like oh okay so she never made it all up yeah Right. Now, granted, like, there's something to be said here about, you know, because the whole thing is, you know, she's trying to write this speech for a suicide survivors group. And apparently it's an amazing speech. Mm hmm. But it doesn't really come to much. And based on how this short ends, um, I, I don't know. But what are your thoughts on the end of this movie, Joe? <sighs> yeah. So it seems pretty obvious that we're not going to end on a happy note. And, you know, uh, to a certain extent, everything happens as a result of her accepting this opportunity to write it out and you think okay it could be cathartic it could be her opportunity to return to writing after she's taken a breather to you know recover and regain her composure after Mm -hmm. her suicide attempt and that doesn't happen so she does end up i mean the short suggests that she dies at the end right and It feels thematically on point, but I also found it kind of gauche that the short ends with her dipping under the water. So she's she's constantly having these dreams where she revisits her suicide attempt, which was drowning herself in a pool with weights. So she's constantly sinking under the water or pushing Grace under the water and so on. And 
Here she sinks under the water and we hear the audio of a phone message left by this suicide group saying, the speech is great and it's going to save so many lives. And of course, it's ironically juxtaposed with her herself dying. Right. And I was just like, so what is the message here? Because it feels like this ending, well, as I said, thematically on point. Right. It feels like basically what it's saying is, oh, well, her trying to revisit her trauma is what ultimately ends up killing her. But it's fine because she's going to save a bunch of other random anonymous people's lives. Ah, like, what? Okay. That, okay. <laughs> so, well, no, because it's it's interesting. So, I mean, like, it, it's funny because one of the things about Hypochondriac that I, I, I said was unexpected was that movie has a bit of an uh, optimistic ending. Mm-hmm, yeah, we're both a big fan of that ending. Yes. And because I'm used to seeing films, or this, especially in the genre, you know, like have sad endings. That that being mm-hmm. said, the ending of this film was the one part where I was like, oh, that's ballsy. And I almost appreciate it. I get what you are okay. saying with gauche. I do almost think, I mean, look, yes, when you're coming to the messaging, that is kind of what it gets across for me. However, I appreciate the fact that it's not sugary sweet about how not everyone makes it through uh, right. depression and suicide attempts. So on a level, I guess it's where the thematic reasoning comes in, right? Well, you're talking about realism, right? Yes. And that's not always something that we get in horror movies. And particularly, you're right, when we're dealing with issues like mental health and especially suicide, it's not like, cool, now I'm just better and I'm never going to struggle with this again. And yeah, there's that optimistic side that we get in Hypochondriac that feels very welcome after, you know, 90 minutes of watching Zach Villa struggle against his demons. Right. And here it's like, okay, it's 13 minutes, so we're not getting quite the same insight into this character. I think it just, it rang a little bit more like, well, we need to end this short on a bang. Because we've often talked about how shorts yeah. ultimately go out with either a twist or a big scare or something. And I was like, I just don't know how I feel about using suicide as a, ooh, here's the twist. See, and it's interesting because to me it was more so like a, hey, it's okay to take more time between mm. the inciting incident of trauma and facing it head on. And trying to push through. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But that being said, though, it, it, when you said, but it's okay because she's going to save a bunch of lives, that I didn't even consider that aspect of it. And that mm-hmm. does make it feel a bit more gauche to me, like you said. Yeah. But but that being said, though, I mean, yeah, it's more so like, uh, yeah, messaging, I think, is a little bit wonky. However, right. yeah, the realism, I appreciated that more than you, it sounds like. Yeah, I can definitely appreciate what you're saying as well. So I'm I'm happy to have had the conversation because right. I feel like maybe we both softened a little bit or or taken different points away. Mm-hmm. I will say one other thing that I think would have helped me with this ending. I think this would have been a perfect opportunity to have ended with a real life suicide prevention hotline or, you know, Ooh. hey, if you or someone you know is struggling with this, reach out. You're not alone. Like it felt like a really big missed opportunity to not have that there. Yeah, no, I, I am actually in complete agreement. Actually, <laughs> I think I agree with you on that. Normally, I completely disagree with you. <laughs> no, you're right. And I mean, look, I mean, it's a short film. Like, I mean, like, you know, they're probably, uh, this, I would feel like it was more egregious if this was like a major production, like a major film. Sure. But um, but yeah, no, I, I think I'm inclined to agree with you more on that aspect. I mean, again, like when we're talking about suicide, like there's a lot of responsibility that goes into that topic, right? Mm-hmm. And as we said, I mean, I think this is a short that's worth checking out, if only because it's a female writer director, and it's an all female cast. And it is well done, like it looks really good. It's edited very well. 
I think the music is actually really helpful. So it's not like I'm saying this short is bad, don't watch it. I'm just saying I think there were things that could have been done a little bit differently that maybe should have been handled with a touch more care. Yeah, and I mean, again, for me, I mean, <laughs> not to say I'm not offended by this, but like, it's it's really more just like, I'm, I'm a little tired of seeing the same kind of story. And it's kind of a thing where it's like, hey, you know, non-queer people have gotten to tell these stories for a very, very, very long time. And obviously mm-hmm. when you're queer, there are, there can be more mental health issues that are attached to that because right. of the discrimination we face as a community. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I'm just I'm just a little tired of seeing the same kind of narrative trope in horror films of this ilk. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's more of an us issue than an it issue, but it's definitely Yeah, I think we're just going to keep beating this drum of okay, if you're if you're choosing to go down this unreliable protagonist who's seeing visions and struggling with mental health, it's just it's something that we're getting a lot of it lately yeah. and as a result, we are becoming either I don't want to say immune to it, but we are becoming a little resistant to some of its novelty. So we're looking for either people who are doing it a little bit differently, like, say, maybe hypochondriac in the way that they end, or, uh, I don't know. I know, like, <laughs> I feel like, but that, but that's, a, that you failing to come up with an answer for the other one is because mm-hmm. we keep seeing the same things over and over. And so yeah. had I seen this four years ago, maybe I'd feel a little bit differently. It's true. Anyway, well, listeners, let us know what you thought of Crush. I mean, again, we're kind of lukewarm on it, but there are there are good things here and definitely plenty to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess uh, until our next minisode, we can cross out Crush. Indeed. And cross out Microqueers. 